0: Here's our 2020 Vision Radio News update for Tuesday, the 6th of September. I am Curtis Morton. Out of Charlestown, Nevis. Here is the COVID-19 status report for Nevis as of Monday, the 5th of September. Two new cases in the last 24 hours. One recovery in the last 24 hours. Seven active cases. 1,105 recoveries. No current hospitalizations seven deaths, a total of confirmed cases 1,119. Again, the members of the general public are kindly urged to take all necessary precautions to prevent the further spread of this dreaded disease. Still out of Charlestown Evis, the general public is cordially invited to the Independence Day Parade. We get this Nevis television report.
1: The following is a notice from the Premier's
0: Ministry in the Nevis Island Administration. The Premier's Ministry cordially invites the general public to the ceremonial parade and awards ceremony to commemorate the 39th anniversary of independence of the Federation of St. Christopher and Nevis. The parade and awards ceremony will be held at 8 a.m. on Monday, September 19, 2022, at the El Camino T Willet Park all groups and clubs interested in participating in the ceremonial parade to mark the 39th anniversary of Independence are asked to be present and punctual for the practice sessions these sessions will take place at 4 p.m on Monday 12th and Wednesday 14th September 2022 on the grounds of the El Camino T Willet Park out of Bastia St. Kitts. SkelEC begins load-shedding exercises. We get this ZIZ television report.
2: The St. Kitts Electricity Company has begun a period of load-shedding where parts of the island may be without power for certain periods throughout the day. We hear the details in this report. In an exclusive interview with ZIZ News, Skellic General Manager Clement Williams gave more information about the reasons for load shedding and what the public can expect. Load shedding is the process of reducing the strain on the power plant through scheduled power outages for certain periods, and Mr. Williams said there were several circumstances that led to this.
1: On Saturday, we had a failure on the G4 alternator, which led to us having to do the load-shedding. Now, typically, the power station operates where if we lose two of our larger engines, then we will still be able to operate. Losing the engine on Saturday put us in a position where we are down four engines. So, essentially, the power station is at half the capacity. Some of the other factors would include a failure on another alternator, G1. We are currently doing a scheduled overhaul on G9, which is a 33-year-old generator. And also we have some significant failures on some of the standby units at the power station.
2: He explained that the situation is ever-changing, and due to circumstances, sometimes areas might be without power longer than expected.
1: Now, what pe- persons need to realize is that this situation is very dynamic and we cannot necessarily predict how the engines are going to operate. So if, it, if on a day it's particularly hot, that might lead to additional constraints which would then lead to longer periods. And what we will do as a company is try our best to communicate these sh- um, shortcomings with the public. We predict that the load shedding will last approximately one month. Now, this is not set in stone, as our technicians are working day in, day out, try to increase our capacity. Now, increasing the pac- capacity would simply mean a reduction in the amount of load that has to be taken off the system.
2: He also put to rest rumors circulating online that the outages
1: were a result of sabotage. Some of the misconceptions that I want people to get out of their minds is that this is sabotage. There is no evidence whatsoever that there is any sabotage taking place at Skellick. The schedule for the
2: load shedding will be released on a nightly basis and would reflect any progress Skellick has made in meeting the electricity needs of the country. We go to break and when I come back we'll have news
0: on the regional scene.
1: Disability don't pick out,
0: anybody can get a so they don't deserve no knock-bout. Hey, help your fellow man, just one fall or an accident, could put, put you out real permanent, so be compassionate and decent. Hey, help your fellow man, disability not inability, anybody could get disability, Say so get this out disability. Hey! message is brought to you through the kind sponsorship of the St. Kitts and Nevis National Commission for UNESCO, the Ministry of Community Development and the National Association of Persons with Disabilities. Out of St. Martin, with the approval of the governments of Curacao and St. Martin, the Central Bank for Curacao and St. Martin, CBCS, is moving ahead with the project for the introduction of the Caribbean Gilda. The CBCS's aim is for the Caribbean Guilder to be introduced in 2024. Preparatory work for the introduction of the new currency began in 2019 but was suspended in 2020 pending the assessment by the IMF of the pros and cons of introducing a currency for the monetary union as opposed to dollarization. To assist the countries in deciding whether or not to introduce a new currency, the CBCS prepared a decision document which was submitted to the finance ministers of both countries. Both governments have now confirmed the agreement with the new currency's introduction. Introducing a new currency has become necessary in view of the expected shortages in the stock of different denominations of banknotes and coins of the Netherlands Antilles guilder. Moreover, the outdated specifications of the current banknotes and coins combined with the modern technological developments allow for the production of quality counterfeits. The risk of stock shortages and the inadequate security features represent a real threat to the public's confidence in the existing legal tender and thus in the security and efficiency of the payment system as a whole. Kybe and Gilda coins will be issued in the following denominations. 5 guilders, 1 guilder, 50 cents, 25 cents, 10 cents, 5 cents, and 1 cent. For banknotes, the denominations will be 200 guilders, 100 guilders, 50 guilders, 20 guilders, and 10 guilders. The NAF 250 guilder banknote will be replaced by the 200 Caribbean guilder note, and the NAF 25 guilder banknote by the 20 Caribbean guilder note. The new denominations are more in line with the general international payment system practices, such as in the case of the euro and the dollar. Like the NAF, the Caribbean Gilder will be legally pegged to the US dollar at an exchange rate of US $1 to 1.79. Internationally, out of the USA, a manhunt is underway as the NYPD searches for the driver of a tricked out pickup truck who ran over a five-year-old East M. Hurst boy in a fatal hit-and-run near 100th Street and McIntosh Street on Thursday evening, September the 1st. Police from the 115th Precinct responded to a report of a pedestrian struck by a vehicle just before 5.30 p.m., where officers discovered a youngster lying in the roadway with severe trauma to his head and torso, police said. EMS rushed the boy to the Elmshurst Hospital Center where he was pronounced dead. On Friday morning, September the second. the NYPD identified the boy as Jonathan Martinez who lived just two blocks away from the crime scene near the Helen Marshall Playground and PS-127 Aerospace Science Magnet School. A preliminary investigation by the NYPD's Collision Investigation Squad determined that a white Dodge Ram pickup truck was traveling northbound on McIntosh Street, which had recently been repaved, with no center line or crosswalks painted yet, when it turned southbound onto 100th Street, striking the 5-year-old. The youngster was with his family, and they were attempting to cross the 100th Street when the boy was struck by the pickup truck and was dragged for several yards as the driver fled the scene, police said. A GoFundMe was organized by a family friend to raise funds for funeral costs. Jonathan was the sweetest and brightest boy, the GoFundMe read. He loved the singing and dancing and worshipping the Lord. He loved all Spider-Man and car toys. His best friends were his brother Joel, Joshua, and his sister Joanna. His personality lightened up the whole room and filled all of our hearts. His family, friends, and church will forever miss Jonathan. We don't want his parents to worry about funeral costs at any sort. Police on Saturday, September the 3rd, released surveillance video and images of the vehicle believed to have struck the child. Now to our weather update. The local weather forecast for St. Kitts and Nevis valid up to 8 p.m. today, Tuesday the 6th of September. The weather today fair to partly cloudy with a 50% or moderate chance of showers. The winds southeast at 9 to 24 kilometers per hour or 6 to 15 miles per hour, and becoming variable or calm in some places tonight. The sea is 1 to 1.2 meters, or 3 to 4 feet. The sunrise today was at 5.58 a.m. The sunset today is scheduled for 6.21 p.m. I am Curtis Morton, wishing you a marvelous day.